Blog Talk Radio. And now, where the paranormal meets the sacred, and all topics in between, live from Los Angeles, California, welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show, with your host, Shaw McCain. Hi everybody, I'm your host, Shaw McCain, and I'd like to welcome listeners to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show. My show is created to provide an open-minded platform that welcomes the gifted and extraordinary thinkers from every walk of life and circumstance. Please follow the Paranormal and the Sacred on Facebook for any upcoming events and special speakers from around the world. And we're very proud and happy to say we're translated into many different languages all over the world for those who listen outside of the country. The call-in number tonight is 619-924-9744, and the Paranormal and the Sacred airs every Friday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. During this show, I can take questions in order in chat, and you may call in with your questions and speak with our awesome guest tonight. Any buzz killers in chat or on the phone, you know what's going to happen to you. I will stalk you, so leave me alone, and I'll leave you alone, so be polite and play nice. I have a few announcements to make before we get our special speaker on. Zero uh, International uh, and, and our host, Yvonne Smith, uh, is very shortly, uh, July 11th, going to have L.A. Marzulli and Rick Shaw joined by Preston Dennett uh, to speak about the gi- the ETs, the Giants, and Nephilim. And it's, the questions are, have, how long have you, have you been with us? What role have they played in the planet's history and humanity's religions and culture? How about now? What's their agenda? Anyway, it's July 11th, 2015, 6 o'clock p.m. and 10 o'clock p.m. And it's a very classy... Uh, Awesome uh, thing to go to, and it's always around 15 bucks, I think. So let me keep reading. It's at the Double Tree Hotel, Catalina Room, 6161 West Sonoma Avenue in Culver City, 90230. I love that town. Anyway, you can also go to www.cirointernational.com, and that's wonderful over there, too. And Dr. Jay Elias, popular host of the Dark Matter radio show, will moderate and field audience questions for the fascinating paddle discussion. And we love uh, Dr. J. We were listening to his show last night, and it was just really awesome. He had uh, Jack Osborne, of the, of the Jack Osborne, Ozzy Osborne's son, and uh, his experiences with UFOs. And it was really incredible. Anyway, to get preferred seating, do it ahead of time. It's twenty-three bucks online. So I guess like my comment was wrong. Anyway, www.zerointernational.com. July 11th, 2015, 6 p.m., 10 p.m., $3 parking with validation. And then coming up, Experiencers Speak is coming August 28th through 11th in Maine. And you can go to www.experiencersspeak.yolasite.com. And they're saying the event is not sold out. If you want to go, you can purchase tickets uh, via PayPal. And Audrey Starborn is uh, running the thing and... uh, a lot of your awesome friends are going to be there, and uh, the number to call them is 
1-800-242-2558. And it's going to be at the Riverside Inn and Suites, 81 Riverside Street, Portland, Maine, 04103. Okay, so it's going to be uh, emceed by our awesome Peter Robbins. We love him so much. Travis Walton will be there to screen his new uh, true story of his life, Travis. And Tom Reed will be there. Kathleen Martin, our lovely friend, Grant Cameron, and all kinds of other people. So they're all going to be out there. So it's a big party in Maine coming in August. And also in a couple of weeks, they're going to have a panel that's going to be speaking on the show. So another another thing i got to let you know really quick is Alicia Keating is, is calling out for Hawk Productions coming out of Emeryville, California. And she's going to have a TV show based, based on family of ET experiences. And uh, it's like a 10 to 20 minute Skype interview. So get a hold of her by going to A Keating, A K E A T I N G, at Hoff TV, H O F F TV, for further information. And as you well know, Roswell's this weekend. So all the ET people are heading down there. So just go on. If you want to be there, go to uh, New Mexico, take a left, go to Roswell, to the UFO Museum, and everybody is there. You read about it, the real people are there. So you can also get a bunch of awesome stuff, and there's actually people walking around and E.T. stuff. So it's kind of like a Comic-Con, but with the real experiences there. Anyway, tonight um, I have our welcome guest, Dr. Cece Stevens, and I want to tell you a little bit about her. She's a psychic medium, astrologer, numerologist, and mystic uh, psychic healer. And she's um, the founder of California Holistic Chamber of Commerce and has a doctorate in metaphysical science. Dr. Cece is a Reiki worker, crystal healer, teacher, dowser, and rainmaker. Dr. Cece has performed energy healing since the age of five and as a professional psychic medium. Cece has established a vast untold amount of help to a lot of clients. She is known internationally as a curator of Bob, the Skull of Wishes. That's those crystal skulls that we're looking at. Dr. Cece is available for workshops all over the United States, and uh, she has trained hundreds in their psychic abilities and healing arts. She has several books that she has written on astrology, cooking, and children's stories. She has several books on astrology, and also uh, from her, I have her quote here, a little about me and my ability to transfer energy. It is not matter if we're dealing with a live plant, animal, or human. All matter is energy and connected. I grew up surrounded in interest in astrology and UFOs. I'm adept at astrology, numerology, biomagnetic healing, neuralistic healing, spiritualist, and she's a dowser. And she's also a natural clairaudient and clairvoyant and clairsensitive, and I would like to ask her more about that too. And she's um, actually a member of the National Council of Geocosmic Research. And anyway, if you, I'm going to tell you now where you can reach her uh, is Dr. C.C. Stevens, you can reach her for private sessions at 520-907-0102, or you can get a hold of her through AOL at ccst at aol.com. That's c-e-c-e-s-t at aol.com. So at this point in the program, I'm going to welcome CC. Hi, Dr. CC Stevens. Welcome. You're live with the Paranormal and the Sacred. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic, and after that write-up, I'd like to meet me, too. <laughs> it's just, you're just an amazing person. I became interested, and I, I saw uh, your things on, on Facebook and stuff like that, and I started looking at your books and things, and 
And you have quite a story, lady, and I really want to welcome you aboard, and I'm very proud to have you on tonight. Thank you very much for having me. You're very welcome. You know, can you just give us a little of your background, where you grew up, because I'm really interested in your personal history as we start out. Well, I grew up a military brat. My dad was Air Force. We traveled around the world, went around a couple of times. So I was very fortunate in order to be able to have different experiences with different countries and different customs. Um, I was born with talents. It's not something that I came about. It's something that or learned per se, other than it's something that just came natural to me um, all the time. My first experience was when I was about three years old, that I recall, and that was when I was in South Carolina and sitting uh, out in my backyard in a rocking chair, and I had an old woman that I was sitting on her lap, called her grandma. She wasn't my grandma, but that's what I called her. She has to be called and was sitting and talking to her when my mom came out and wanted to know who I was talking to. And that was when I realized at that point that I was able to see both sides of the fence, per se, this side and the side that passed on. Um, I went in and forward in my childhood and learned a lot of things and found out a lot more about myself, and it tended to have people separate away from me because it frightened them. So that ended up forcing me into being a loner because of it. And then after a while, later in my teens, then I started meeting other people that had talents, per se, that also were somewhat loners. And we started hanging around, and I started learning and understanding more about myself and what I was able to do and what others can do. Um, I have a lot of talents, but everybody has the same talents. They just maybe don't recognize them or they put blocks to them. Uh, I, uh, was, I do energy transference where I can send energy to someone and, and you know, send it back and forth or create an energy field, which would be, as I understand, biomagnetic, biomagnetic feedback. A lot of the things, I didn't know what they were called. I didn't know the names of them other than they were just things that I did. When I lived in the Orient in Taiwan, when my dad was stationed out there, I spent a lot of the time at the temples. I absolutely loved the temples. The smell, the Buddhas, everything about it. I just loved it. It was a peaceful place for me. And as a result, a lot of the um, Buddhist monks that were there, I sat and made friends with and talked, and they showed me, and there is where I learned more about energy transference to chi sending that out to someone in order to be able to create and using it in a positive manner of helping to heal someone. So your energies are down and your illness steps in. So you take that energy and you bring it into that area of a, where the energy is down or where a chakra, your, your auric, not chakra, your auric area has a break in the field. And so you're creating the healing with that break. And this is where the energy comes in, is dealing with that. So there's a lot of different things, being clairaudient, buoyant, sensitive. It was a matter mm-hmm. of learning, what are these names of these different things I do? I didn't have yeah. a name for them. It was just I did them. And then after a while, during time and getting older, I learned where each of the things had the name 
like, you know, different things that were about me. It's like breathing has a name called breathing, but it's quite natural to you. This is where everything was with me. It was quite natural in being able to, you know, a good way to put it. Einstein stated, the past, the present, the future. When does the future become the past and the past become the future? They're all one. The minute you say it, it's no longer the future, it's the past. So if we can go backward through the past of what we've done, then can we go forward by bending time? So in looking ahead in someone's future, all it's doing is it's bending time, being able to bend that time. We can all do it. Some of us just aren't that tapped into it or that experienced in working with it or we're closed off to it or blocked to it or, you know, there's a lot of different things in there that can come about from it. I myself see it as a gift that was given to and a gift that we all have and some are just able to uh, use it a little bit more than others. Um, And so and that's how I would explain my experiences on that. It's um, do you feel because um, since what you said, I have really I've, I've spoken with people that have studied the brain and time and all these elements, mm-hmm. uh, really just studied it as their uh, their whole life studied, and they're saying right. what you said is absolutely correct that it depends on where you're standing almost, where if you could see into the future or the past. It's kind of tricky for me to think about, but uh, let's say, um, have you at times, okay, at times I have seen something that I actually thought I was really looking at now. You know what I mean? So I've even chased something. Like I thought I saw some. okay. I want to get a look at better look at that and it really wasn't there and then it shows up a couple months later on the news or you know something else right right well what is that because you know how you tell real from memorex see now that's the question that's a good question uh-huh. there are times when i have sat down and had a gut feel about something or experienced something and then and like a daydream, and then realized it really wasn't. And then have the whole thing, like Tejra, and then have the whole thing happen down the road and go, oh, I've been here and I know where the end result on this is. So are we looking at our future or another's future and stepping forward and catching that in order to be able to come back to prevent? We say we have angels in our life. Are we not our own angels that possibly stepped into our future and saw something that prevented us from doing it through the past? I I believe that uh, we're protected in many ways and that Mm -hmm. I've had some very strange things happen, meaning people have seen me in my family, particularly have seen me at their house. Let's say uh, my my grandson was having a bad dream. I was there standing there watching him and he was up and he was hitting the his bunk bed with a the little wiffle bats and I was watching right. him and praying for him and my daughter said uh, the next morning I said you know 
did uh, Marky have a problem? She says, Mom, i got to tell you something. I said, well, what? She said, well, I opened his door because he was screaming and hitting his ba- bunk bed with a baseball bat, and I saw you standing there. And I went, well, what, the, what are the rules on this? I don't even, you know, because I, I don't understand what the rules are because I'm always looking like okay. I, was never, I was never taught that was possible. So why don't you tell yeah, us okay, about that, what does it mean? That would be, I would say that that is astral projection. That's where you're able to put yourself forward into a situation. And uh, the Tibetan Tibetan monks can bring things back. They have perfected it so well. When I was in my teens, 13, 15, 13, 15, around in there, I had um, a friend of mine, male friend of mine, not a boyfriend, but a male friend, and he also had little things that he was becoming aware of. And we used to play a game. He was in Kansas, and I was in Tucson, and we would play a game with each other. And we would go to sleep at night, lay down and go to sleep at night, and he would put something on his nightstand, and I would put something on mine. But we wouldn't tell each other what it was. And then the next morning, we would give a call to find out what did we find. And we would try to physically leave our bodies to go to their home, you know, to go to his home, and he would go to my home to sit down and see what it was that was on the nightstand for one, another to try and, if possible, bring back what was on the nightstand. Well, I can remember one time, I when I came, I went to the nightstand, I saw a book of matches there. And I grabbed the book of matches and I saw him open his eyes and look at me and look startled. And then I grabbed the matches. And when I got back and I woke up in the morning, I could still feel those matches in my hand and I hung on tight. But my mind said, this is impossible. And the minute I said, this is impossible, I no longer felt them in my hand. Well, when I called him the next morning and we got together, he said he was startled because he woke up and, and clearly saw me standing next to his bed, which he wasn't expecting. And he saw me holding those matches. And then that was when I came back. Well, I named what he had. He named what I had. There right there was a classic example of going forward and doing astral projection. The beauty is we can all do this, though, you know. If we just, you've, you've got to clear your mind of all of the disbelief of things. Clear your mind and focus on just absolutely nothing there but creating that silver cord within yourself that you can step forward. Like a lot of times when you, do you have dreams where you can fly in your dreams? Yes. And and when people are doing this, what they're doing, actually doing is they are leaving their bodies and their dreams. And when you're flying around, you've left your body. And a lot of times in dream time, you're flying to people. And they'll, they might wake up and say, I had the strangest dream about you, or I had this strange, they're across the planet and they're awake and you're asleep. I had the strangest sensation. I looked to the corner of my eye and I would have sworn you were standing there. It was really weird, right? And, you know, or yeah. I heard you talking to me in there. Well, here you have projected in your sleep to that individual. Now it's going one step more 
when you can project yourself in a waking state and do it. Yes. Had you, that's, do you know anybody that can do that? That can step forward like that? Yes. I used, I used to be able to do it in my teens, but I have to tell you, I scared too many people with things that I did. Bending spoons, <laughs> moving objects, and things like that, like Yuri Geller. And it got people so freaked out that I just, I blocked it all. I said it doesn't exist. I, I, I let it go because I don't want people to be frightened of me in there. Right. But I know other people, I know other people now out there actually that can do those things. Um, Richard Ireland was one that did this. Um, he was a, a noted psychic in the 70s. His, he lived in uh, lived in Arizona, in the Phoenix area. I believe it was Mesa, Phoenix, Scottsdale, around there. And uh, he went around and did readings for people. But he was amazing in the things that he could do. And then his son Mark Ireland is he's on Facebook and he's got his dad's book, and he also uh, gives classes. I suspect that Mark has a lot of talents like that that maybe he's keeping quiet to himself or. Maybe he promotes it out there. I don't know. I've talked to him a couple of times. Very nice man. Very, very well-read, well-educated. Um, and yes. then there are those that uh, are in the the field that are uh, government-related that have talents that they work with out there. But, you know, some of them work with them in a bad way, or what I say is a bad way, a negative way. I always try to do things in a positive fashion to help people, not to harm or to frighten. I don't feel that I think we have enough negative out there. We don't need to create more negative on it. Well, we also have a responsibility to bring good in the world. Yes. Yes. No, you know, I totally agree. Of, yeah, that's part of our personal responsibility because there's right. people working, doing evil and working overtime on that. So it's our responsibility yeah. To lower the pain and actually bring the help. And um, do you think this is anything akin to remote viewing, which you were just talking about? Absolutely. Yes, I think it's, it's uh, maybe similar. With the with the government, it is dealing with remote viewing, very much so RV in it, and. And I guess, you know, in a way, astral projection and remote viewing go hand in hand. And remote, you're awake and aware and sending out and being somewhere and um, seeing what's going on and being able to put that information down. I watched a a program on, I'm trying to think of the name of it, I believe it was on the Discovery Channel and had to do with psychics. Yeah, uh, psychic uh, psychic challenge. I think was a program. Yeah, and, I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chip one Coffee of my friends was on that. Yeah, yes. and that was that was amazing. The people that they were, I mean, it pleased me watching it because it was like, okay, here's more that are really gifted in there. But you know, there's a lot of people out there too that are gifted, but they use it in a in a in a a negative, what I think is a negative uh, display. They abuse, they abuse, this is what I'm trying to find, they abuse their gift that they have 
in a lot for of the things example, that they do. For example, would you say the manipulation of others or something like that? Um, an example that I would use, okay. and I can't use their I can't use their name because then they'll turn around and come back and nail. Yeah, you don't want to win. Sue sue me and slander me. But I will say this. This individual, before they passed on, they were charging $700 to sit down and have a reading with them. That's a lot of money. And they were claiming that they could contact the other side, and, and they were booked up all the time. And to me, I knew the individual because I was related to them. And I also knew they did fantastic body reading. They were great at reading body language. And so that's what they were doing was body language, but they promoted it out as psychic ability. And they they abused it by people that believed you could do these things. And then they would like, the way they termed it all, it turned it all back on you that it was your fault on anything that was going on. And it was like, to me, these are the kind of people that put bad names out there. Yeah. Not the one. Jesus was a prophet and a healer, and he did wonderful things as an example. So there is a positive fashion of it. And then you have the opposite ones in there that are out there raping and pillaging and and sitting down and, and you know, charging up the nose for what they yeah. do. People ask me how much I charge for a reading. I should actually go out and tell everybody it's going to cost you fifty dollars to sit down with me for an hour because that's what the going rate is, fifty on up from there. Yeah. But I don't. Some people need it and they need help, and so I have always just left it as a donation. Whatever works for you. There's an envelope. Put it in that envelope and don't tell me because I don't want to know what's in the envelope. It's what you feel is right. How can I help you if I've been given a gift? to help, then why should I charge you for that gift that was given? So I'm giving a gift back is what it is. I believe that I was given a spirit gift. I was born with this gift, and and so therefore it was a gift that the creator gave me, that gave everyone. Some of us are just more tapped with it. And that's where it goes. If I can't read somebody, I won't read them. I'm not going to come up with a bunch of BS and tell you this is the way it is. But I'm going to just sit down and simply tell you it's not a good time for you to get a reading, at least not from me, maybe somebody else, but not from me. Because some people I can't read, some people I can't get through. Is that because they need to have that experience and they're not supposed to have the answer? Or how does that work mm-hmm. in that? I don't know. I feel like some people. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I was was just going to say, I think I was saying that people, you know, some people are uh, uh, blocking you too. I think it's free will that you don't have to be read by everybody. So maybe they don't want you to be read and, or maybe it's something you're not supposed to know. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, I would I would go with that. That there's a there's blockage, and maybe they're wanting to know, but they really don't want to know because yeah, it frightens them or it goes against their beliefs or what have you. But I know when I have worked um, the Whole Life Expo, and I've sat down and I've done magnetic healing with someone, sit down in a chair, and I'll and I'll sit and put hands on healing on you. 
and and people that have experienced me have said, wow, you've got magic fingers. I feel like I've got an electrical current flying through me. And it's like, well, then, you know, you're being open to this. Accept it. And let's see where it goes. Let's see what happens with it. I had one man that his back was hurting real bad, and he sat down and, boom, got it taken care of. He walked away happy. Another person sat down with a migraine, give me a count of 10. I know on the count of 10 I can make your migraine go away. Give me a bad one, I can still take it. That's just being an empath is what that is, taking on those illnesses. The movie Resurrection with Ellen Bernstein, I believe it was. Yeah, um, I love that movie, love it. Uh, yeah, I did too. And when I watched it, it was like, wow, this is this right here. It, you know, you're hearing my dog in the background whining. Uh, this okay. right here is is a total tap in of exactly what I am experiencing and going through on this. And um, and so, you know, when you find it hard to describe what something is, there it is, right there, being described. Okay, so. Um, I'm outside now, so I don't have to listen to the dogs. We got in the breezeway somehow. Um, okay, so I, you know it's like you put everybody away so you're not disturbed, and then all of a sudden it starts. Yeah. Um, so don't worry, dog people. Yeah, it's like children, right? It doesn't yeah. matter if they're four-legged or two-legged. You still end up with the same children doing the same thing. You still love um, them. Okay. Yeah, I I I do. They are my babies. And so now you're okay. So I'm I'm trying to get myself back on track. So now sending out that energy. Now another individual, you sit down and you work with them, and it does nothing. And they're looking at you and they're going, it didn't do anything. It's like I I don't know what to tell you. Why does it work for one and not another? There is the question. Yes. And the and the only answer I you know when I talked to someone I said, I don't know why I can work with this little kid that's got ear problems and the ear problem goes away. I can work with my kids that get bad boo-boos, put my hands on them, and the bleeding instantly stops, and it's cleared up, and it's like nothing there. And this person and that person, it all works for them, and then this one comes to me. And I really want to help them. I really want to work with them and do everything I possibly can, but it does nothing. Why is it it did not work for them, but it did for the other? And and the answer to me was, and this was given by um, um, among some people, need to work with that karma. Some people need to have that experience because they've come back into this life to experience it. And by you taking it away, you're denying them working through their karma. Yeah. I don't know if I totally buy truth. that, but I'll work with it. I mean, it, it works for an answer for me. <laughs> I think I think you, this is a mysterious uh, world and that uh, I'm... Re- okay, so... I'm into the quantum level of things, too, and things are so unusual at that level, we don't even have words for them. That's why what you said earlier about trusting yourself and just going with it and rather than condemning yourself or trying to be perfect, I think is the perfect answer. I do believe in a higher power, and I ask for protection with that higher power, but I also, and I do things in love. You know, but um, I do know that there's a uh, quantum level of this that we just can't understand. But people have been called to heal, you know, since before Jesus' time. And and Jesus and all of his apostles were all healers. I agree. Yeah. So what we're doing is that we've been 
this is my problem. My personal problem is some certain people, when I was a kid, scared the hell out of me because mm-hmm. I had a gift. So immediately until I was a, a teenager and broke away at a very – I left home at 15. I moved out, literally. I've been gone from my home since I was 15 years old. I know it's kind of hard to believe. But I was also driving at 10 years old, so I have kind of a peculiar little kid. But anyway, you know. So I, but I, was, I, was, I was on my yeah, own when I was 16 and driving when I was 14, so I totally understand it. You're a woman after my own heart, Cece. So anyway, <laughs> so, anyway so uh, it's taught me to be independent, but a lot of people scared me. They called me a witch and stuff like that when I've always yep. been Christian. I've always been yep. Christian. And when they called me witch, it's almost like, Oh, does that mean a slap in the face? face? It hurts me, you know, because they don't realize what they're saying. I know there's good witches and all that, but I'm just saying personally, I am more of a Christian mystic that has these unusual properties is the way I feel about myself. So when you're labeling me with something that I don't really think along those lines, because I don't, I do, uh, I like candles and burn incense, but it's in the Orthodox Christian way because I'm a Greek or, you know, I'm Greek, out of the Greek church, you know. So right. when they call me that, I get scared. So the people scared me throughout my life because of that. They right. even walked up to me and said, you're a witch, aren't you? I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, you know, then what happens is you get a, a sensitivity or if it, it starts so young like that. And I was a little kid. I did scare my family. You know, it kind of right. sh- shuts you up. It does very much so, and that's why I was saying that in my childhood I frightened people um, only because someone, you know, here's here's another one too. When you have kids and they're hitting puberty, then you're seeing these blue lights pinging off the walls and things like that, and you're going through weird things in your house and you've got teenagers in there, that's because they are sensitive, psychically tuned in, and that puberty is like hitting that side factor out the door. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's creating all of that. So now you're having some strange experiences going on. Now we get parents that are, you know, they're like, we've got poltergeist, we've got this going on, everything else is not looking at, that this is a lot of a lot of that psychic talent in there, juice in the walls. I had my daughter and two stepkids. They were all six months apart. So it was like triplets, and they hit their teens as triplets. And let me tell you, we had walls flying down on us <laughs> with those kids, and all of them were tapped in, very tapped in. And it was crazy watching the light shows in the house. I was like, yeah, I hope we survived this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the it is. You know, it was so like, like probably like, yeah, probably like you. I was raised to to be afraid of anything or to hide and things yeah. like that, and that's why I went out on my own was because I was tired of being shunned out from it. And so yeah. I felt that I was better by myself dealing with myself than dealing with other people. So when my kids came along, I raised them the opposite, to be open to all of this. It's cool. It's nothing to be afraid of. And all, and just make it a part of your life. And so to them... Um, they're finding it easy to be with. And, you know, I had a gut feel or I had a dream or I had this, oh, okay, that's cool. And, all, and then mm-hmm. talking about it. And I think a lot of what we call 
indigo children are, yeah. I think, are more about parents because we all went through these phases in parenting. We went through the phase where we let the child cry and self-soothe, and then you end up with insecure children. So in turn, you know, each one goes their own way. And indigos, I feel, are the parents that came in there and they worked with their kids when they were going through experiences rather than shunning them or turning on them or going one extreme or another. They just worked with it. And so as a result, you ended up with children that were that were more in tune with themselves and more in tune and tapped in with the universe. Yes, I, I agree with you. And you don't get all that shaming and, and condemning. And I don't. Right. I think parents of the past maybe couldn't help it that their fear and beliefs, you know, were passed down to the kids, of course. You know, but when um, when it's usually helpful because I I was more of, of a helper. You know, I was kid number one, so I was very independent and very able to do a lot of stuff, but. Mine was very helpful. If my mother needed me, all she had to do was think of me, and I would show up, which startled her all the time, and and things like that. I always knew. <laughs> I always knew. And she said, "Well, what are you doing here?" I said, "Well, I heard you call my name, Mom." She says, "I didn't call you." And I go, "Well, I'm here. So what do you, you know? What do you want?" So it was over and over, and I would, you know, I was like a little therapist, so I would just advise her not to do this or that, but she would do what she wanted to do. So anyway. You know, but that's that's with uh, life. But it's you know, it's better. Uh, what do you advise for people? Uh, how do they? Uh, you do sessions for people to help them develop themselves. Uh, what is your advice to our listeners on on what to do about if they have a talent or or they want to look more into this? My advice that I would give anyone is what has worked for me, and I sat down and I played with my toys. I call them toys, and I brought my toys out of the toy box and played with them. And I would do one where uh, telekinesis moving things, and I Mm -hmm. would sit down, I think that's the word, um, sit down and I would put a pencil balanced on um, like a string where it would get it into a balance put it under, you know, a small pencil or something to work with to where it was balanced and then sit there with it under a glass so there's no way air or anything got to it and then focus myself on knocking it down. So you're having it moving that, right? And and then in sitting down and a lot of people, you know, they, they have things like deja vu. I had a gut feeling about something. Everybody knows the gut feeling. And that's tapping into that area as well um, in being able to start recognizing that, you know, dreams that come true. I had a dream about something and then the dream came true. These are things, deja vu, uh, that, uh, that works on that. Um, tapping into it more is, is being more open and more recognizing to things along that line. My husband, when I met him, I call him very straight. Uh, was mm-hmm. not familiar with paranormal or or anything like that, and and he's got some real talent in his hands for healing as well. And I showed him how to bring that out and how to use it. And he's got talents for the gut feeling. And so I tell him, close your eyes. Where do you see it? 
And so for me, hide an object. I hid an object. I cannot find it. And so let's say, uh, and I'm looking at a red pen. So let's say I'm trying to find my red pen and I can't figure out where it is. So then my advice is close, what I do, close my eyes and I go, I am the pen. Where am I? What do I see with what is around me? Now, I think also this is known as remote viewing or projecting yourself. Yeah. And so now you're in there and you become the pen. This is where I'm at. I'm in this area. It's dark or there's no light on me or there's light on me. I feel like I'm in a box or I'm in a drawer. What is it that you are feeling and experiencing and start writing it down? Have somebody hide something and do it that way. And start writing down all of those things and then go look in just that area. I had a man call me, he lost his earring, he's in New Orleans, and it was an emerald earring that he had put in, and then the dog played with him, and the earring got knocked out. And he called me up, he said, you've got to help me find the earring. And, um, and, and he's a psychic and, as well. And so he's going on and he's stressing out, and he's not focusing. And I said, okay, there's light on me, but not light on me. And um, I said, I feel the fabric brocade. Do you have brocade in your home, in your furniture, brocade furniture? Or, you know, very vintage-looking house. Well, he's New Orleans, and he did have a vintage house, and he did have brocade furniture and the old-style ones. And all, and so I pointed out to him, I feel like maybe I dropped where you were, go to where you stand, where you were, and he was there, the last place you saw it, and I feel like I dropped and I fell on the floor and I rolled under the chair. And this is, I'm seeing an entryway in a chair, and I went through all of what I was seeing around it and everything else. And so he says, well, that does describe my entryway. And he walked over there, and he looked under the chair that I described. There is a chair right here that looks just like that. And he looked under mm-hmm. it, and there was his earring. Now, that's <laughs> just showing. I know, yeah, right? And then or yeah, my dad called one time, and he's like, Tam, he says, the, the, the crystal on my watch fell off, you know, the face fell down and I can't find the damn thing. And I said, uh, go to your bedroom door and go follow it down to the floor, into the crack between the carpet and the door, and you'll find it there. I'm, I can see it glinting in the light. And he goes, I looked all around me. I said, well, go down there and run your hand down the side of the door. So he ran his hand down the side of the door, and sure enough, there it was right there. And he's like, how did you do that? I said, well, I told you all my life I've done this, and all my life you've mocked me and said, you know, that's BS and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, when you ask, how do people learn? The question or the answer is they already know how. Just open yourself to it. Play games. Hide something. Have someone hide something. And then close your mind and become the object. Where are you? And be able to find it. Um, yeah. I do dowsing to find things as well. And I... And I take a pendulum, and I sat down, you know, when you dowse, you can dowse with a pendulum or you can dowse with an L rod or a Y rod, L being the Spanish L rod is the copper rod that's in the shape of an L. And yes. the Y rod is the one that you hear of a witching rod, which is shaped like a Y. You hold the two points of the Y, and the tail of it is what's going to bop up and down. Or they have bobbers and and it doesn't matter which is the tool. It's just a tool, whatever you're comfortable with. And when people ask me, which should I use, I always tell them, which one are you comfortable with? 
that's the one you want to use. I, I, you know, I'm comfortable with them all. It depends on what I'm going with. I sat down yeah. and I took my my um, pendulum and was looking for doing a mine, doing uh, silver gold mining. And so, and where would be a good place to put a stake in Arizona? And so I, I sat down and I, and I let it go out and it gave me an area and then I got a bigger map, more closed in, you know, uh, zoomed in on it and went yeah. in that area and dialed that area and then the next and the next and I continued doing that until I got into, right into a plat area. And I was at the, went to BM, BLM and I told him, I would like to stake a claim in this area. And he goes, okay. I said, right in this spot is where I want it. He says, all right. He says, why are you picking that spot? I said, I don't know. I've got a feeling for that one. So yeah. he came back and he said, well, that used to be a mine claim. And um, I says, okay. Well, I'd still like to put a, if I can, I'd like to put a claim on it. And so he says, okay. So I did. Well, it turned out it used to be the Jesse Benton Mine Works up in Catalina that employed wow. uh, 2,000, I think it was 2,000 people. At one, It was either 200 or 2,000. For some reason, 2,000 sticking in the brain, but maybe it was 200. Mm-hmm. But I know it employed quite a few, and it was a strong silver mine until the water came into it, and then they, they couldn't mine it anymore because of the water. Well, I worked some things out to where I was able to get into it, and I ended up leasing it out to someone to go ahead and mine it. And they were getting a good load of silver out of it on their own mining that they were doing. Okay, well, the moral of that was I didn't know where the mine was, but I just used the pendulum to pinpoint in, and that's how I was able to do it. I did the same thing when someone was lost, and I sat there and I did my L-rod, and I went up in the mountain and sat down on a map area where the person was, and I sat down on that one and I pinned it in, but I also said... I am Barbara. Where am I? What's around me? What am I smelling, feeling here? I became Barbara. And so I wrote down all of these things, and then I, I took a pendulum to that area and pinpoint and came up with a longitude and latitude, wrote it down and gave it to the sheriff's department and said, here's your person right here. You'll find them there. And you're probably going to find out that they have a broken leg and that's why they're not able to get out of the canyon. And um, oh. and then, you know, of course, the sheriff's department, they generally they're not, like, willing to jump right on on something. And so they ended up, in the long run, they found her, and it was exactly where it had been pinpointed out and had a broken leg. And so, you know, they had the information. They could take it, and they're going to either use it or not use it. And I've done that on a number of times. Now, again, this just comes from sitting down and saying, I am this, what am I? Where am I? What am I tasting, feeling, touching? And that's how anybody can learn to be able to tap into those talents. I, I agree. I think that um, it, plus I think meditation is good for everybody. So I believe in that Absolutely. healing meditation and get in that zone and uh, things that you, I, I think I feel like it's a creative art. Like it's a very yep. creative thing and uh you have to be open and receptive, and also, uh, if you want to be a helper, it's a good way to help people. Because I've been able to help people that don't want to be helped only because I knew a certain something. You know what I mean? Right. They right. go, well, how, well, you know, how, how does an but, artist? How does how does an artist know what the painting is? 
That's it. Until they have the blank canvas in front of them and they look at it and then there before them is what they're going to paint. They know what it is and now they just jump in and paint it. They saw what it was. There was their leap into their future of what they created. And I think that's what we do as well is it's like there's once we've cleared our mind, there is the blank canvas to give the answers. What do you think? Yes. It's I, I feel the same way and I I do also feel like there's another whole level to this is that uh certain people are chosen to receive messages. You know, and I receive right. a lot of stuff while I'm sleeping and it's always like right on. I'll have I've had dreams that have helped people i've had just feelings that have helped people so it's uh it's uh, it's always not working on the good side and um actually you have to do battle with the negative and that's just the way it is you know or uh somehow block yourself off from uh, if there's any kind of negative influence including your own thoughts uh that kind of tell you a negative thing you've got to really replace that and and stop putting yourself down. You know, putting yourself down in a lifetime is very depressing. And you've got to get to the point where you can love yourself and love others too and then relax a little bit and then go with go with the the open minded artist part. But like I like okay, this is what I believe about this is that you keep your head in the clouds but your feet on the ground. So have a good solid base. Be sure you're under the protection of your higher power. And then you can go, you you have some liberties there within reason. You know, but I have, have, yeah, I ask permission before I go in anywhere. You know what I mean? Right. uh, Because I do, I am a counselor and uh, that's what I do for a living. And uh, I'm a counselor for uh, federal prisoners. And I'm careful that I ask permission when I know something that I'll go there. I don't do it without the permission. I don't right. want to hurt anybody. You know, first of all, you don't want to hurt anybody. But if they're well, if they're and, asking, and I and I agree, and I think when someone comes to you, they're already have pretty well set up giving you that permission. But then again, not always. Never assume. We know what assume means. Yes. I and think so. Yeah, it's a big responsibility. Okay, you're given a gift, but it's a double-edged sword, and there's a big responsibility to it, and you don't take it lightly. You know, and right. you know, certain certain things are are sacred, and um, that's just the way it is. And you don't trample on people's feelings because, um, how do you feel about like a disastrous reading? If somebody just gives somebody a reading that's like just really negative, I don't think that's right. I think you have to yeah. go in with a lot of caution with that. Even if you do know something, you got to yeah. wrap it up in a solution rather than just saying okay, you know, blah blah blah. You know, when I've had someone come to me and I'm seeing just a total train wreck in front yeah. of me. Right. And and I will sit down and look at someone and I will I I don't believe in lying to people or bullshitting people. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that, yes. Yeah, but. and I will but what I will do is I will tell them, you know what? Things are kinda ugly and dark right now. Maybe it would be better to wait a little bit to get this reading while things are being worked out because there are things that are needing to be worked out. Or I can go through this reading if you want. But you have to ask yourself, do you want to hear it? 
And if you yeah. don't want to hear it, then do we want to really want to move forward with this? A lot of times people just tell you, no, I don't want to hear it. Okay, fine, come back yeah. and, you know, let's do this again another time. Or yeah. you tell them, you know, sometimes things can be bad, but they're really not bad. You see, like an example, you see a death doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. It can be bringing something to an ending. Somebody may have been suffering quite a bit with, let's say, cancer, and then ultimately they're going to die. But when they die, they're no longer suffering. So where does that define come in where it's a bad point? Is it bad because that person died, or is it bad because you lost someone and now you're grieving that grievance because they're no longer there with you. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, what do you think, you know, do you think that maturity also helps in this? If you've lived through it, I think your personal maturity actually will help people. Because if you've been there and done that, I think you, you bring that stability to others. And I think that people have to work on their maturity levels and, just don't just don't fly with it. And you have to. I guess what I'm saying is you have to have a lot of wisdom when you're dealing with people's feelings. And yeah. And you can, you and can I be agree. altering. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. You you can be altering their, their reality, really. You know. And uh, you're, you I know think, what? And and there what? it is, right there. When you're out there and you're doing a reading for someone, you're taking on part of their karma when you're doing it. So That's when you're the denying them some kind of an experience, then you're taking that experience on yourself. And you yeah. prevented them from being able to experience what was there. But, you know, another one that I think, and this is something that I've just kind of like seen and watched evolve, and I'm, and, I, and I'm always thinking on things or reading on things or trying to under, analyze and Sometimes I overanalyze and trying to understand it. But something that I have learned is people gravitate to you that are needing what it is you have. Like maybe one person will come to me for a reading, and, oh, I just felt so tapped in with her, and and she really got me. But I went to this person, and they didn't. Well, maybe they didn't resonate to you. Or maybe they're not telling you what you want to hear or they're not telling you the way you want to hear it in right. there. And so that's where you could come in with a good reading or a bad reading. Right. It's, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think that it takes a, a finesse and a artistry to actually carry on this stuff and just not do the reading, but have some healing going on with the reading to right. Yeah, so I think it has to go hand in hand. Now you've uh, now you've been on uh, a lot of uh, very interesting show. You've been on guests on Coast to Coast and a lot of other uh, radio shows. And what, right. what they're talking about is your friend Bob. And um, yes. how did you meet? How did you meet Bob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell Bob us, tell us, tell us more he, about him. Bob is what I call phenomenal. I did um interesting story on that as to how I ended up with Bob. I was wanting to, well, back in 1990, I was trying to bring the Mitchell Hedges Crystal Skull to Tucson because I thought if this thing, its skull is all that it claims to be and everything else, 
what if we brought it in and we brought top psychics to come in and tap into this skull? Could we bring, create world peace or create some kind of change on the planet by, you know, by utilizing that energy? And so then I brought him out, but then somebody went and contacted the curator and told him I canceled the event. So, and I had, I had 2,000 tickets sold. And I'm like, what? oh, man. So I'm glad I didn't spend any of the money, and I ended up, you know, refunding it. Well, then later, and this was in uh, 2008, uh, Duncan Rhodes was having an event in Australia, and I had wanted my dad to come in as a speaker. And so I said, well, you know what? Why don't I shoot you down there and send my husband Chuck with you? And the both of you can go down, you can do your event, and then you can go on a walkabout in Australia have some fun. And uh, well, while I was setting it up, I found out that the Mitchell had to skull was going to be at this event. And I'm like, what? I've been trying to catch up to that. I can't hear. I've set all this up. And he's in Australia. Are you kidding me? How can I keep missing up on this? I don't get it. And so then in the course of looking him up to find out when there was going to be any scheduling and close by or something since he's doing tours, I found out a week later he was going to be in Tucson. So I'm like, yeah. So I went and I called the person that was that was hosting him. It was $100 to come to the event. And you'd be able to sit down and experience uh, the Mitchell had to skull and what he had to offer and what have you. And he told the story of how the skull came about and, and all of that. And and so um, I did that, and then I went to the event, and my daughter was all worried because of the different things she'd heard about the skull, and it shoots flames from its eyes and, you know, all these different things. It was like, oh, man, it doesn't do all of that. Come on, it's a crystal. It can't do that. She says, no, I've heard about these things, and I'm worried. So I went up there, and I and I called her up, and I said, well, I'm here, and no flames shot out, and I... You know, and I, and I teased her with a couple of things because I'm that way. But then we yeah. laughed it off and let it go at that. There was no real supposable effect from it. However, the gym show came in town, and I went to the show, and and I'm you know I'll go. I like to do jewelry design, and I'm in there checking some things out. But all of a sudden, I found myself compelled to get on one of the shuttle buses, and I took the. And my sister was with me, and she said, "Did you want to go here?" And I was like almost pissed off. No, continue, and then we went to the next hotel. You want to get off here because it's all over Tucson. Do you want to get no, no? And I was just really, really in a in a hyper state. And then finally, we got to a hotel, and I said this one. She said this one. I said this one. And I got out, and when I got off the bus, I went down, and all of the hotel rooms have have vendors in them. I got off the bus, and I mean, I was running down the hallway like a person on a total mission and knew exactly where I was going. I had no clue. And I came down to this one room, and I looked at it, and it was room number seven. And I thought, okay, well, that's kind of bizarre. Being a seven and seven being a spiritual number, my name adds to a seven. Seven letters in the first, seven in the last, and born on a seven. And, you know, I'm doing all these, and here's the number seven. Okay. So I opened the door. And in the room was wall-to-wall crystal skulls. Every imaginable crystal skull was in there. Small, medium, large, extra large, and I was just like, whoa. 
here it was. I've not had any experiences or anything with the skulls, and yet here it is. And when I walked in there, I put a bead on one skull, caught my eye. And I went to that one, and I've never felt such possession as that one. It was like it, this skull picked me. It wanted me. And I'm like, okay, this is like even weird for me. Right, and so I went up to him and I said, "How much for the skull?" And he told me how much he wanted, and I looked at him. And I'm like, "Ooh, <laughs> there's no way in hell I would ever pay that." So I set it down. But when I set it down, it was like the only way I can describe it is like in the Hobbit and Gollum with the with the ring, my precious, my precious. Yeah. Right? That's exactly yeah. where I was at. I was like, "No, I have to have this." So then I said, "Here's my card," and I tried to pay for it, and he's like, "No, it has to be in cash." Cash. Who carries that kind of cash on them? There's the ATM. So I went to the ATM. I came back, and I bought the skull. And as soon as I bought it, I heard the name Bob. And there was a smaller one that I picked up at the same time, and that was Bob Jr. And I'm like, that's when you look at the photo, you see a large one and a small one. It's just Bob and Bob Jr. And so I came home, and I'm, like, trying to find a way to let my well, you know, my sister was with me, and I want to say, after I got him and we were getting on the bus, my the shuttle bus to go back, my sister wanted to hold him, and I, so I handed her to him, and she was holding him, and she says, I think I should have him. And the minute she did that, the skull burnt her hands. And, and she handed him back because her hands were getting burned. I'm like, okay, that was a little strange. And uh, clearly greed is not part of his forte, and you've got to watch that. And uh, so I went back and told my husband about what I'd done and the skull, and he's just looking at me. I says, I know, it's out of character for me. I don't know what to tell you. Something I, I just, I feel I have to have for whatever reason. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And uh, I said, but the name Bob is there, and I don't know why the name Bob. And he goes, it's an anachronym. I said, for what? He said, brings out the best. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. He does bring out the best, doesn't he? And he goes, that's my feeling on it. And I'm like, okay. So then I went to and I went to the UFO conferences that I was working, UFO conference. My dad and I started the original one. And so I went to back in 1985, I believe it was. And so I, I took Bob in there, and I found that when people handle them, you know, make-a-wish, skulls are really good and crystals for granting reasons and what have you. And I found that when people sat down with Bob and touched them, everyone had um, a strong reaction to him. Bob likes to be handled. And the reaction yeah. was they felt release. I had one man cry. And I looked at him and I said, why are you crying? And he says, I feel like a great burden has been released from me. And I, I feel so relieved. And another one was giddy and and another one made a wish and then came back and told me the next day the wish was immediately granted. Some other people made wishes and the same thing was happening to them. And they're on is how it ended up being Bob the Skull of Wishes. That it doesn't yeah. matter if you're in in person or you are, are like right now, touch his photo. Bob is very active. When he's active, he's warm. I've had people say it's strange because crystals are cool to touch. And yet when Bob is active, he's as warm as a human. And when he's not active, he's just as cold as a regular crystal rock. And, uh, and tonight, I've been noticing the last couple of nights, he's been quite 
quite active and you can feel it. And so that's why I tell everybody, if there's something you're wanting, and also this is a blue moon month, January 1st, January 31st is the full moon. We're coming up on the new moon on the 15th, which is, you know, the waxing moon. This is where you want to manifest. And under the blue moon, you're really wanting to put it out there to manifest. So I always say, touch Bob, make your wish, and know during the new moon, write it down and put it out there, and it will manifest for you. I've well, asked about... for several things from Bob yes. and had wishes granted for me as well as others. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, what about the influence of those gorgeous stars out there, Venus and Jupiter? Um, yes. The constellation is incredible to me. I've never seen it. Well, we haven't seen it in a few thousand years. And we're in it right well, now. You know, Venus, yeah, Venus and Jupiter, they, they, they come across each other quite often that way. Although the lineup of all of the planets is what's setting it off that it's been 2,000 years since coming to this point. It's, it's an odd confirmation that's coming in, plus the blue moon on top of it and yeah. all of the alignments that we've been having prior to this. So Venus and Jupiter are conjuncting and... So they're going out there, and, and Jupiter makes things big and grand, and Venus brings the brings the uh, the opulence that comes into it. So when you're looking for um, how that comes into being able to affect, right, it's going in, it's working out to Leo. So Leo is that uh, gambling, gaming would be one in there. So the Leos that are looking to take a chance, Wanting to reach out for love, now's the time to do it. Oh, my best friend can hardly wait. She'll be in the car immediately. (laughs) I have a a couple people in chat that want to say hi. It's actually John and Ray, Ray and and I don't know how to pronounce her name, from Australia. They said hi. John and Ray Wynn Allen from, from Australia. I know them. They're saying hi. They're here. They're listening. Hello, John and Ray Wynn. How are you? They're doing good. They're in chat right now, so that's really cool. And I just want to welcome the guests in chat, and everybody's so happy to be here, and I'm really glad to see you guys there. And uh, actually, if you guys have any questions, you could ask us. But um, I also had a a question for uh, the Skull Energy. Do you uh, keep keep them in a certain place, or... Do you cover them up when you go to sleep? <laughs> no, I just want—I don't know what effect they have on you. Is what I'm trying to say. What are they? What are they doing? Um, Bob does. I had Bob in a box. Bob doesn't like to be in a box. He likes to okay. be out there. And so I—I I keep him out. Um, I have a little spot in my living room where he sits, and so he's out there, and he gets the moon on him all the time. So he sees the the moon at night glows on him. Okay. And um, and I, you know, I I keep them out. I keep them out. I keep them all out. And that way, if somebody wants to come by and experience them, then they're welcome to. Right. Well, then when I say that, then I immediately get paranoid and think it's not the perfect world that we would like. And so now somebody's gonna listen to this and go, oh yeah, I could go over there and rob them. Oh, However, Lord. you would have to get by the big dogs to do that for those that might be thinking that. <laughs> Beware of dogs. Beware. Uh, she has lots of protection. And uh, anyway, beware of sure the Great that... Pyrenees that will take your leg off. 
Oh my God, those are huge dogs. They're, they're good dogs, big. but they're like one family dog. They they love you, and that's about it. So you know that's uh, very true. They, they imprint, and they do their imprinting by the nine weeks. And if you have a dog, you have to get them by that point. Otherwise, they've been printed on someone, and you can never quite get them around to you. And uh, I found that out when I got when I got Athena. But she's a she's a beautiful dog. Okay, so. Before we go off on my dog, I have okay. Bob that sits here, and I have Bob Jr. And those that are in the chat, if you've got the photo up there, tell them to go to Bob and focus their energy down touching Bob. And I'm touching Bob right now. So if you're touching Bob, I'm touching Bob. We're sending all of that okay. energy out to each individual. And... I'm, first thing I'm picking up when I'm doing this is I'm picking up the color yellow. I'm not sure why other than I keep seeing the color yellow. And um, yellow deals with um, that creative force that's in there. Um, and it's, it's also also that of protection as well. Um, and you've got a number of people that are focusing in, wow. And first off, you have a number of people in your chat room, don't you? Yeah, they're they're asking questions, and uh, uh, they're actually asking, uh, number one, from Sherry. Uh, she wants to know, what do you think, Bob, she, she knows that it's a crystal skull, but do you think it is channeling a spirit or entity that inhabits by something known as Bob? Um, I think that's a very good question. I'm and and you know, is it, I'm not. I I have always felt that Bob's energy is a spirit energy in there, but I think it is collective energy. And it's, it's hard to it's, it's hard to describe is it's like is it a is it someone that passed on? No. Uh is it uh an ET form of energy? No. It is like um okay, okay, here here's a good way to do it. All crystals transmit and receive. And we have, there's life force, okay, there we go. There's life force in everything. So there's life force energy in the trees as they grow, in the dirt, in the ground, the flowers when they bloom. These are all a form of life force energy, as well as crystals having a life force energy. And that's the best way I can describe it is it's just a form of a life force of energy. And each one is a little different, like one tree to another is a different form of energy. Does that help? Does that answer it? Yeah, I think it helps. And uh, that uh, they're, what they're saying is uh, that there's a collective energy source and that you're tapping into it. And that's what your friends in Australia are saying. And right. um, what else? I said, uh, let's see. Actually... Do your another question? Do your animals respond to Bob? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, my animals definitely respond to Bob. Um, I have a couple of my cats that came over here and I set my table up um, facing the south and the west because um, it was away from the sun and, you know, cool breeze and everything and by the window. And so I brought Bob down and set him up on the table and said it I did. I was like, well, I don't know if I want to do this, but I'll go ahead and pop him there for now. And when I did, I put Bob, Bob Jr., and Rainbow, who's the other skull that, that I run them all together. And uh, I like to think that Rainbow is Bob's girlfriend because when I got her, I wasn't sure why, other than he likes to be with her. And I'm like, okay, so you must have a girlfriend. Mm. And little Bob Jr. is your child, and okay, we'll work with it. And uh, But when I set it up there, all my cats immediately ran to the table and went and laid down on it. And they were all curled up around them, and it was like, okay, that's cool. You're getting some good energy, good vibes off of it. I think cats yeah, have good vibes. they were okay. warm. Yeah, you said they were warm also. Yes. I think that they... Yes. Well, let yes, me tell uh, you, okay, I'm, in Hammett, say... and it feels, I'm in Hammett, and it feels like 105 out right now. So I don't think having a warm crystal next to you is going to be the thing you want. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's very unusual, but uh, John said that he's actually he he meant you and uh, Bob and first, and you're yeah. at the ten 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 uh, crystal uh, skull conference, and Correct. that he I, did I, feel I, the energy, and he said you were standing there, and he said he he did, and uh, he did perceive some energy coming from this, and. Uh, you know, it's just uh, fascinating to me. There, there's some visitor recently to a friend of mine's house, and I think they had a skull with them, and people were asked to sit in a room with the skull alone. Um, uh-huh. What do you think about that method of sitting with, it with the guest, let them sit with it by themselves and see if they get anything? I did that, and, and I know John and Ray Wynn, I'd like to point out and say, I know John and Ray Wynn from the World Mysteries Conference that I did. And John has some pretty phenomenal, just a shout-out to him, some phenomenal talents and biomagnetic energy. And Ray Wynn is a wonderful healer. So if anybody oh, is out um, there in Australia and they're wanting to hook up with them, these are some people that are really good at what they do. So yeah. to hear back from them, I take that as a compliment. They were at the World Mysteries Conference, and they were there when I brought in all of the skulls from around the world all into one spot. And we had some pretty phenomenal things going on at that conference. I mean, the energy that was felt, the good things, it was like we created this vortex when we were there. So, I mean, it was, I you know what I would do? I would love to sit down. Anybody that's out there that's wanting to come over yeah. and, you know, get back and get in touch with me. Yourself as well. Let's sit down if you want to and do a radio show sometime. Let's bring Bob and put it in. I can come to you if you want, or we could do a show from here if you want. And bring a number of people to come in and sit down with Bob and have the experience, have a show on the experience. Yeah, I'd love to. You know what? I want to do that, and it could possibly uh, when I'm getting ready for a surgery, when I'm in recovery and on the mend, um, I'd love to come up and see you and bring my equipment, and we can have a show up there together. Perfect. Would you like to do that? That would be fun. Absolutely. Okay, then uh, uh, they want to just say that you can see uh, uh, 
John and uh, cannot pronounce her name. Can you tell me, tell me the name again. John and John and Raywin is his wife. And Raywin, that's a John beautiful name. John and Raywin Allen. John and Raywin yeah. are over there at Pyramid One uh, Network in uh, Australia, so you can listen to the show there too. So that's awesome. And uh, yeah. And then he's saying he wants to do it too. So let's all let's let's have a free for all there. And there we go. Uh, yeah, there. Uh, it's just uh, you know a fascinating topic, and and we do want to know if there is somehow you know the sacredness of objects or um, there's a mountain I'm interested in, and this is in Wisconsin. It's very odd. And it's a mountain made out of red quartz, very unusual oh. material. And okay. I'm always interested. There's a lot of weird stuff that goes on over there. And I'm thinking that a quartz is like a radio frequency. Uh, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be fun to do a road trip and go over go there over. for that? Oh my God! I just wonder. Take, you know, if people. I don't know if people are collecting. That's right, and get some people together that would like to go out there and just go to a road trip. Yeah, we need one of those uh, hippie buses. <laughs> that's right, that's Think, right. Find so I can travel, I, so I can lay down, because i got to put my feet up, I'm telling you. So yeah. it's, uh, okay, so let me uh, let me uh, repeat. Uh, they're saying Pyramid One Network Radio is in Charleston, South Carolina. It's the Barb's Charles Show. And that's really awesome, because, you know, my retirement plans are actually to move to North Carolina. Where I think my destiny lays, but I'm not sure. So uh, that's probably what we should start heading for. Is that we only have like 40 minutes left? I don't know what's going on, but he's, we're. Uh, so would you uh, mind doing a reading or two? No, go ahead. Or um, I don't want to take the time. So let me let me put the word out there. So if you're ready for a re- reading, call in. Uh, the lines are open, 619-924-9744. I know people have been waiting on hold and coming in and out and everything. And, uh, okay, there's somebody right now who has been waiting. So they've been waiting patiently, and let's get them live. Okay. You're live with the Paranormal and the Sacred, area code 2623. What's your first name, please? Hi, this is Marion. Hi, Marion. Hi, Marion. How are you doing? All is well, thank you. Trust I see that it's well with you guys as well. I have a I have a question, Marion, before we start, because I do think cold. I don't want to know anything yet. First okay. off, you have first off, you have brown hair. I do. Mhm. Okay. Okay. So I'm tapping into you. That's what I want to find out is if I'm picking up around you and things like that. Okay. What's your question? Um. No real qu- well, I guess I do. I'm looking to um understand how this cycle that I'm in came about. Is it how I can get out of this? What is the message that i that can help me know the right thing? I'm just not sure how to get out of it. The cycle that I'm in right now, okay, when is your birthday uh June fifth June fifth you're a Gemini, yes, a lot of Geminis have been going through the mixing pot. However, the good news is now it's time. To, it's starting to where things are getting themselves a bit more balanced out for us, and, okay. uh, and and should be easing, easing. Okay, but the question, the answer that I'm getting for you is that there. I'm hearing that there's something that you're hanging on to that you need to let go of, and you 
just not letting go of it. Is that correct? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I feel I'm not sure what that is. That's the only thing I. I, I try. I've been trying to search for even today. Like I was trying to figure out what is this thing that has me here, and I, I, I just haven't been unsuccessful. Um, initially, I thought it was a job. Well, the job has ended. They ended, <laughs> and um, I've been pursuing the creative side and the spiritual side more. Is um, it the fear? Of le- is it the fear of letting go? Because. The thing that I'm picking up and hearing is that there's something there that you're not letting go of. You are refusing to let go of something. And so I don't know, is it the fear of just just letting go and moving on and and opening yourself to something else or, or you know, on that? That's all I can say that I'm picking up on that. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pray and meditate on that some more then. Yeah. And yeah. talk to Bob as well. Sit down and uh, and uh, um, put it forward to Bob to give you help help you find that answer that you're needing that hey, to give you that guidance of what road you're needing to go on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much, Marianne. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that last part. More? I just wanted to thank you for calling in. Do you have more? You have more? Or? Um. Yeah, I just I'm, now now I'm almost afraid to ask. We can't be afraid with spirit. So um, I guess I was one. I was going to say maybe it's the guy that's been around that maybe he's not really around, but he's been pursuing me. So I was thinking maybe that's what I need to let go of. Yeah, that hmm. might possibly be it. What what you want to do? Do me a favor. Shoot me an email. And that okay. way, then I can I can look on it and come back and, and boost it back. That way, we're not taking a lot of time on yes, one ma'am. thing and it's allowing others that have been waiting as well. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to send me an email to c e c e s t at aol dot com, then I will answer further on your question if I can on that. Other than okay. all I can say is your your question is what can I do to correct it, and the answer is that I'm hearing on that is there is something that you're needing to let go of that you're hanging on to, whether it is a scenario, a person, or a thinking, or something in there that as long as you're hanging on to that, then it's like you're you're not allowing yourself to move forward. So sometimes they don't make sense right off, and then you sit mm-hmm. and think on it, and you're like, oh, of course. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. I can only go by what I'm told and then allow you to try and find that or I can go further and look into it for you. Oh Alrighty? yes, that's definitely thank you thank you both so much and I appreciate thank it. I've enjoyed it. And, and God bless mm-hmm. take care. Thank you. All right, take care. Okay, bye. Um yeah, we just we have somebody else uh she was so patient, she waited quite a while and uh uh what a nice lady, huh? Mm, oh absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Okay, now I have another one right here and uh, let me get her. This is area code Six two six. You're live with the paranormal and sacred. Can I have your first name, please? Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. What's your name? Hello. Leslie. Leslie, how are you today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, Is your hair lighter colored, blonde, brown? It's brown. My hair is brown. Is it a light brown or dark brown? No, dark brown. brown. It's dark brown. Okay. All right. Well, then. It's, 
It's died. Okay, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Leslie, is it naturally light? <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's uh, yeah, it's brown. So, I have it dyed like licorice black. I like it dark, dark brown. Okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah, it's light like brown. I guess you could say. Okay, what was your question, Leslie? Okay, my question is, I'm an Aquarian. My birthday is January 31st. And it's like, I I don't know, I've been feeling very lost. And it's like, yeah. I don't, I'm trying to, like, find a job. And it's like nothing's working. Right. And I don't know, and I don't know if I'm just being impatient or is there something else that God wants me to do. Okay, so you're having Venus and Jupiter is affecting your seventh house. And that right there has to come in with partnership. And then as to the feeling of separateness that you're going through on that, you know, I'm being told, I'm being shown, I either see it, feel it, hear it, taste it, I, I never know. Everybody is different. And with you, I'm being shown like a canvas. Do you do art? No. Are you, no, are you an artist, artist or artistic? I've been told I am. Okay, so... She's crafty. And the, and the reason why... Huh? She's crafty. crafty. Okay. Cra- yeah, crafty, that's it. Um <laughs> around you is that uh, you need to, oh, okay, you're out, you're out of source and you need to sit down to be able to find you. You need to find a project. And if you can get into that project, then you can mm-hmm. get your balance within, you're out of sync is what it is. You're just out of sync. You need to take a timeout day. Whether it's sit down and go have a margarita all day and take a timeout well, for me, I go to the beach when I need a timeout just to clear my mind. I'll mm-hmm. go down and take it. I'll go sit down at the ocean shore and just like just let it go and let it happen. Or and then around you, I'm picking up this creative like a blank canvas, stating that you're needing to be able to that maybe you're doing cra- arts and crafts or painting or some type of crafting in there is what helps to balance you and clear your mind. And that my feeling is you need to be able to do that and things can flow better. Now, I'm picking up a younger person around you, like a child, your child in there. Is that something that's been causing you some disruption as well? No, not at all. I don't, I don't, I don't have children. Hmm. um, I'm picking up a younger... I do have a girlfriend that has a little daughter, but she's only three, and she loves me. <laughs> well, Leslie, Leslie, have you been into administration? Yeah, that's the kind of work I do, administrative yeah, assistant. So, okay, so you're this is what you're doing. You're in administration, but it's time to go back to school because you, you need to go get your business deal going, your business uh, degree. There you go. And, uh, 
and go, uh, you know, more training because you're really managerial. I see a lot of money coming your way, and you, but you need to be step into your leadership role. And the reason so why, to, what I need to get an MBA. Exactly. You need to step into your leadership role because you're going to be running the whole dang place next time. You're going to be making a fortune. You know, and that creativity that you have, funnel it into uh, getting your uh, your uh, MBA, getting your because uh, you're the leader and you're going to be running a company that's going to be very successful. I don't know if it has to do with some art projects or uh, whatever it is. I see you in administration. I see you as a wealthy woman. Actually, okay, I would agree. But you got got to go back to school. Okay. Now you know you and knew the, that maybe, anyway. Maybe that's where I'm seeing that creative to come out there and open up to things. That probably is it right there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you, you going to go back to school? Well, so, I mean, I would like. Well, if, if, could, if I could see a way to do that, right now it's like I'm worried about you know, just like paying my rent, living day to day. But like you said, I know God opens all doors. If that's, that's the path right. I'm ta- I should take, then my rent will be taken care of. That's right. That's right. You know? Yeah. So. You gotta, well, you can do it because, you know, I've had to work three jobs at a time and go to school and take care of my two kids along with my niece and nephew. I've done it without a car. Wow. I mean, I've done wow. it, and I know who can do it. And then I stepped out on faith, and, uh, you know, I've been at a place. I worked, uh, I worked my way up uh, to the federal level, and that's where I'm at uh-huh. now for the last nine years. But, I'll, you know, I'll be retiring in about three years. But, uh, you know, just go back to school, and that's where you belong, and you got to choose with the peeps that are uh, like-minded like you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because okay. other people... Actually, I don't think they're aware of what level you can go to, and so they don't know what to tell you. And a master's only takes two years. Exactly. You already uh, know it. That's not long, though. That's not a lot. Yeah, that's not long at all. That's what I'm saying. So congratulations. Two years goes by real fast. That's it. Congratulations how far you've come, but you got to keep going. You've got to keep going. Okay. Yeah, because you're going to be actually running... Uh, a big business, so you got to step into that role, and uh, don't be afraid because you can take courses on how to do that. That's why you want to go back to the MBA. Okay. Because there's new okay. stuff coming up that people are using on the workplace, and you need to implement this for people at their businesses. That's what I feel like you're going to do. Okay. Anyway, that's me. Okay. Well, good thank luck. you. Be good. Take care. All right. Thank you. Too. Okay. okay. Thank bye-bye. you, ladies. Okay. Thank you very much for calling in, and and uh, God bless. I like her too. Uh huh. Okay. You want another girl? We have another sure, call here. Another could be a guy. It could be a girl. I don't know. So, Erico three three zero. Could you please give us your first name? You're live on the Paranormal and Sacred with CC Stevens. Welcome. What's your first yes, name? My name's John. John. Hi, John. Hey, John. How are you? Hey, uh, thank you for taking my call and what you all are doing. That's really, really a good thing. Um, What's uh, your question? I don't know what. Well, trying to be brief, but 
my wife and I, we got money troubles and um, mm. trying to figure out, like, where we're going to get the money two more, to... Two more, John, two more months and those troubles will be settling themselves down. That's, okay. that's, what, I'm hearing. Uh, that's what I'm hearing is there's two more months and that there's some... There, Doorways have been closed to you, is that correct? And that's what's caused the money troubles? Is there not been enough? Yeah, I, um, I, had some, I had some problems that cost me a decent paying job, but my wife stood by me, and now we're trying for the first kid, and it's just, I don't know. I just need hope. Okay. Well, if you well, want to are you going? Are you going to any support groups right now? If you know what I mean, wife, I don't want to blow. I don't want to. I don't want to blow your cover. But uh, are you going? No, I've, I've been. Wa- I've been. I've been wanting to go back for some time, but because um, I had a group, I really, I, I really liked. But I just my work schedule won't accommodate it right now. But I mean, yeah. I, if I if I do go back to what I was doing, I, my wife, I I told my wife I have to go back. I need to go back. Yeah, you and need I, to go back. Because you have to actually put it first, or without that, you're not going to have anything. Because this is life and death here. So go back and go to your recovery group and uh, just get uh, back on the spiritual uh, angle with this whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't do it by yourself because you keep trying to tough it out. And, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You just got to get with it because you're uh, going against the flow and... And uh, tell me, um, tell me, CC, if you feel this way, is it, you know, he's doing it the hard way because he won't ask for help. And the help you're asking for now, I hope you listen to, because go back to your support group and and be excited about it. Because you're going to have a good life. You just have to, you have to surrender, surrender to win, John. Okay. I agree. You need to go in and... uh, um, and I'm getting this two months. Did all of this come up two months ago? I'm trying to figure what? out why I'm seeing two months in there. Did all of this come to a head two months ago? No, no, it's been two years now. So, um, oh, that's a few. Yeah, there's the two. But, I mean, two months from now, I'm hoping to be back doing what I was doing. And, there, and there's possibility. There's possibility. There's the people that are willing to talk to me to give me another chance. Well, everybody deserves well, another I chance. Well, I say so. commit to what you want to do, and I say you also need to you need to get into recovery. You need okay. to get into a support group that's supporting you, behind you on this, to give you the strength to stay the course. Okay. I I totally agree with Charlene that you yeah. need a support you know what, group to help. You know what, you've, got, you've got many more years ahead of you. You know what I mean? Whatever mm-hmm. mistakes you the past, you know, shake it off and move forward. You know, they okay. grab that new life. You know what I mean? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> he listened. Hallelujah. Anyway. <laughs> so I, listen because, I, I, you know, we're peeps of a feather, so hang in there, you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. And never give up. Never give up because it's a... It's a fun life. You just got to get off that hard knuckle at whatever you're doing and quit going against the grain. Okay. Okay. I will. Take care. God bless, John. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, I hope we didn't pull the covers too hard. Anyway, so... (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, you know when, when people are calling in, so they know, and they're having a question. The thing that I always yeah. tell people is to focus. If you come in, and that might be part of why I'm having a problem picking up on some people. If they're not focused on what they want to know about, then you're going to pick up on everything around them. But if they come in and they've, yeah. they've sat and they've thought about it and they've had time to, and they've looked at the situation yeah. and now they're looking for that answer, then I'm going to be able to give a clear-cut answer. But when a lot of times when people come in and they're like, well, I'm not sure about this and that, then I'm picking up anything and everything that's going on around them and everybody else that's in the room on top of it. And that's why I try well, to identify a little bit with, huh? I believe that's true. That's why I'm your support backup. Okay. And you're doing a wonderful <laughs> job, too. I'm surprised. I yeah. was not aware that you also were a very strong uh, I know. Like, I have a kinship. I love it. I love it. There is, because uh, when you were talking about all the teenagers, when you guys grew up and all that, and... Uh, there was actually three of us girls in high school together, me and the two ones after me, and we're all like just a year apart. And we had very similar upbringing, and uh, uh, I feel like uh, your positive energy and Bob's energy will is helping me be very clear on what's going on. You know what I mean? Right, right. So that's why I'm just trying to tell them because they're only here for a short time, and uh, I just want to tell them, uh, the messages that I'm getting, but it's because of you, because you're like a touchstone right now for me. So I don't right. actually have a, I don't have a method, but I'm just aware of this. You're sending out uh, positive you know energy. Let's look Go at ahead. It this way too. Let's look at it this way too. I'm also a catalyst. So can it yes. not also be that we both are kin, kindred souls? And I I'm think, over here holding, holding Bob. And you're over there picking messages up and transmitting them. So, therefore, it could be me or it could be you or it could be both or all three. Yeah. But it becomes it becomes that little magic circle that puts it out there. So it's not exactly. Yeah, I think it's a collective energy, a collective force. It is. And, there's a, you know, and the people in chat are just so uh, positive. And I could feel that uh, their energy, too. They're right. uh, they're actually hoping and caring about us for all the best and for our listeners. You know, we all care about you, and we need to help each other. So if we have right. a word of wisdom, we're going to share it. And right. uh, you know, it's it's a it's a, it's it's cool. You know, I I don't know what I'm doing, but I do know. Uh, I think uh, I'm not sure if Leslie has another question because she has. Um, anyway, if there's any more questions, the call number tonight is 619-924-9744. I think we have time for another question. Hey, here, here's one I've got. Is there is there a gentleman in the room, chat room, named Larry? Larry? Yep. Calling Larry. There is might there have been. someone in the chat room named Larry? If there's a Larry in the house, please let us know. And... Uh, they may have something to do with Larry. Um, okay, well, I'm seeing the name Larry, someone named Larry. I'm hearing it, Uh-oh. someone named Larry, and I'm being said, told to tell them that the answer that they're looking for is no. Uh-oh. So whoever Larry got- is, I don't know if it's somebody in Facebook or somebody out there in Radio Land or what, but I'm clearly hearing the name Larry, 
and to tell him that the word is no, and I'm seeing Larry, and Larry looks like he has very dark hair. And um, I don't know. And, uh, I don't. You can't. You mean? A, could it be a Lawrence? Could be Lawrence. I have a friend Lawrence, and it, and no's good for him. So, okay. I think you're. I think unless somebody else knows a Larry, but I know a Lawrence. And okay, maybe uh, that's no, it is. no maybe is very good for him. Because okay, you know well, what we need. Right. To, we need to accept no. Yes. And so tell him that what I'm hearing is that the clear answer to his question is no. If if it's okay. the same person, I'm just hearing it as Larry, and or maybe it's Lawrence. Could be that it's Lawrence, and I'm just hearing it as Larry. I don't know. Well, I do know Lauren too. So okay, well if then if you know Lawrence, not, if I you do know, know Lawrence, Lauren. then the answer is no, no on that one. Uh oh. Okay, so Mary Marion, Fwa has just said her brother who has crossed over his name is Larry. Okay. And so does she have a question that she's looking for an answer to that for Larry would have said no to? Okay. Um, is it her brother uh, reaching out to her to give Marianne. her answer to her question? Marion, do you have a, a question uh for about about Larry or have- no, did she, she have a question chat. that would have required a yes or a no, and that Larry yeah. answered it for her? Well, that could be true. Marion, Larry says no. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you will get some. <laughs> okay. She's, they're, they're, they're listening. So they said okay. So that's okay. good. And, so uh, whatever, and, think, it, and it could be Lawrence as well. Maybe it's through him, but I'm just hearing the name Larry. The name Larry of a person, and he's very dark-haired. Was her brother very dark-haired, yeah. black hair? But he's passed on. He's yeah. passed on because oh, I've had other psychic mediums on here before, and what happens is they. No, that's uh, what I'm saying. Is he when he was alive? I'm sure at some point he was alive. Did he have this Larry Marion's brother have black hair? She says yes. Okay, so then if that was the case. It would have been her brother that is speaking forward for a question that she has. Is her question a yes or no question? Because if it is, his answer is no. She said he had had jet black hair, believe it or not. He had very dark Okay. She says she gets it. So her question then, she's responding to her question. And she is stating the answer is no to whatever that question was. The answer is no. Well, she says she gets it, but she doesn't want to say anything further. No, 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 uh, no. No need need to say it. Sometimes it comes through and they have a question they want to ask, but they don't know how to ask it, but they're there to hear what it is, and maybe something's there. So, therefore, I'm saying her brother Larry then is answering her question. Don't even put it out there. Don't need to. He's answering it. And the answer to the question is no. Excellent. Excellent. She got it. Okay. So that cleared that okay. up. Okay. Okay. So, so that took care of that one. Okay. So that's good. That, that's coming from Larry. And um, um, your friend Lawrence that you were talking about, 
Yeah. Um, is he it's a kind female. Of a barrel build? Is he a it's barrel a build? What? Barrel. What build? Barrel. A little bit overweight. Portly. Fluffy. No. No. You're probably looking what? at me. That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm looking. I'm looking at a a man. Oh, a man. That I'm looking at that is barrel. Well, the the Larry I'm talking about is a little chubby, a little bit. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm asking about. Is there like a barrel build? They're not like fat, but they're not skinny. They're kind of like portly build. Yeah. yeah. I don't know quite the right word to use. If they it's put on clothes, of... they wore a 1X. That kind of portly He's big in stature, and he's not a small person, and he's not thin. Okay. Um, okay, so um, I'm hearing for him there's a time and a place for everything. And um, and that what he is going through is a hurdle. It's a bump in the road. And then I'm, I'm seeing it as the road. Okay, I'm hearing... And it's just like all symbolic, it's bizarre, because what I'm hearing is the road least traveled will bring the greatest rewards. That's good for him. And that we come to a fork in the road, and the road least traveled will bring the greatest rewards, and he needs to make his decision on that. And sometimes we have a fork in the road, and we have one road, it's bumpy, got rocks on it and things like that and then we've got another road that's brand new and it's paved and what have you and then you ask yourself which road is the road least traveled that's one that will bring the greatest reward so we think well this one over here the dirt road with the rocks and everything on it obviously is the least traveled one however it is the one that's most traveled because most people will take that road and that's the one that brings bumps and grinds into our life that we really don't need but in order to feel rewarded, we take those roads. He needs to get off that road and let go of the crap, and then it'll be well, okay. Does I will sense? relay that message. Yeah, it's very important what you just said, and I will relay that message. Okay, that's for because that one that's, right that's there. Because that's the truth. Yeah, that's really okay. uh, heavy for that person because it's 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 great. Okay, to, there's a person. There's a person in the room, the chat room, and somebody's going to know who this is for. And I don't know. I'm 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 trying to pin it. I can't. I'm only hearing something, and I'm seeing an older woman from the other side. And I'm all I'm hearing is the only person you're bullshitting is yourself. Stop it. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. That's what I'm hearing. The only person you're bullshitting is yourself. Now stop it. And they're saying it to, it looks like a younger person in the room, 20s, that they're, they're very full of themselves and that they, they're going getting ready to go down the wrong road. I'm hearing it's grandma, grandma that passed on and she, she, looks, she looks Italian, but that doesn't necessarily mean she is Italian. Um, but that kind of a, there's someone in the room, a young man in the room that this measures up to. They don't need to say what it is, but is there someone oh, no, in there? Not. Like that? I don't know. 
I don't know. There, nobody's uh, responding to it yet. Um, it yeah, could be. It could be. It. Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah, I'm okay. If I'll this is if, he, if this is you, or if this is you on the phone, because I'm aware that there's people online just listening. You're not asking a question, but you're just listening. If this relates to you, you can also go ahead and uh, push the button for uh, answering a question. And uh, we only have about ten minutes left. Um, okay, who's on the phone next? Uh, people that are just listening, they, I don't know if they know that they they have to ask me because uh, there's people online, but they haven't pressed the right number or they're just listening. I'm not sure. So we'll okay, just well, wait. I have a few questions. In there. Otherwise, well, I'll, I'll just respond to people that I'm picking up on in the room. Yeah. What I want to ask you, though, is to give your contact information and your website. Okay. Because I want to be sure to get contact that in. And also... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, push one to talk to the ladies, people. <laughs> Leslie in, in chat is actually telling us what she's held. Okay, we got it. Okay, we got somebody. But give us your uh, – they've been holding for a half hour. So let me get them uh-huh. on there right away. And then I want your contact information because people okay. can do private consultations. They can go to your website, and you have other things to offer. So – I'm going right. to area code 404. You're live with the Paranormal Sacred. Uh, uh, what's your question, but what's your first name, please? Hi, it's Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hey, I know cool. y'all are waiting. You want, a, uh, you want a concise question. I'm not the person to do that. I will try. This, I'm okay. real intuitive myself, but I didn't see any of this coming. I did not see any of this coming in the last couple of years, just tons of trauma and the craziest stuff. I won't even get into it. So then I thought, 2015, this was going to be great. And and I have some kind of mystery symptoms. Nobody knows what they are. Mm -hmm. Nothing shows up. Um, I even ended up in the ER a couple weeks ago. Weird symptoms. I feel... I, I feel it's it's not vertigo which I've had. It's it's like this. I'm on a boat. I just feel anxious and like there's. I wake up in the morning feel like there's just electricity running through me. It's not a oh, good feeling. You know feeling. what? I'm doing I'm doing the very same thing. I've been walking around today feeling like I'm going to faint. Not sure why. The world is spinning mm. on me for the last three days. Yeah. I feel like off kilter, and I'm like, okay, there's something bizarre going down. Because a lot of it's rare, but sometimes they don't check that. 
I think it's they called, did. I, I'm pretty sure they did. I'll look into it, but I've, you know. And look at the calcium. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, they did. It's um, I'm I'm just want to yeah, I just want to feel better. I just want to feel okay. I'll settle for okay. You know, I just want there to be hope that this is going to get better. So because it's it's been debilitating, whatever it is. So, but and I hope y'all no. feel better too. Whoever else is experiencing whatever the hell it is. Right. Do you feel like right. uh, would could you explain it as being uh, you feel like you're you're a little uh, poisoned and achy and can't sleep? Yeah, yeah. And you're that walking too. around like a zombie. Well, hmm. I feel it feels like I'm off balance. It feels so. I've worried about every dread disease in the book. I feel off balance. I feel like there's pressure in my head. I feel achy, comes and goes. I have weird blood pressure spikes that go up, it goes down, it goes, it's like my you know, my nervous system's all out of whack. I've been to the cardiologist. You know, it's, it's not like I haven't checked this stuff out. It's just crazy. So, I don't know. Well, if you, uh, I, I really... Uh, want to ask you if you you have to go back and get a panel just on your parathyroid thyroid calcium levels. It's called PTH. Go back. Do you have any of your tests you know with you at home? Uh, yeah, I'd have to. There's I have to pull them up on my com- computer. I can't do that right now because I generally yeah. just order my own. I go to a walk-in yeah, lab I know. and I sell the dog. <laughs> So if you look, so and I'm better at it. If you frankly, look carefully, look mm-hmm. carefully at the test, and there's it's a thing called PTH, and mm-hmm. then you've got to check your calcium level, and see uh, they can say it's in within normal range, but these are little tiny parathyroids. They run more things than you think. And a lot of people are showing up with it, even though it's been rare in the past. More people are, I don't know if we're getting exposed to more radiation or something like that, but uh, it makes you sick. And until your numbers are way out of hand, I mean, this can go on for years. The only thing why I want you to double-check your blood work. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'll check it out. I just... Things are all over my body, which is what makes it seem so bogus to to doctors because it's like you don't have symptoms that shift around that much and that are all over, you know. But it is almost like an energy thing. It's just, or that I feel poisoned, or yeah, like a poison thing. Yeah. Cece, what do you think? Cece. Yes, what did you say? What do you think, ma'am? I didn't say anything. Yes. What do you think? Of, what do you think about her symptoms? Um, that's what I was saying. That it we're going through a big energy shift right now, and I'm feeling mm-hmm. that that's exactly what's going on. Okay. Um, and like you're saying as well, it could be a thyroid. You've been really spot on, so it could also be a thyroid thing. But I noticed that a lot of people have been going through this, uh, and those that are tapped in, tuned in. And even some of those that aren't totally tapped in are feeling this as well. And I personally think 
we have a big energy shift that's coming in, and I um, maybe it's a quake or what an earth change mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. in there. But we've got something that's getting ready to hit here soon within the next. So I'm going to say within the the next thirty days. Mhm. Yeah, it kind of feels like something. You're just anxious, like you're waiting for something to happen. That's what it feels like a lot. So yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sherry. Yeah. Take care. Okay. Hope Bye-bye. you feel better. Uh, your friends from Australia said uh, they had to leave early, but. Uh, they said thank you, and they'll see you later on Facebook. And uh, oh, fantastic. it's very interesting that I feel this. she's not going to be able to tell the doctors because they're not listening to half the things she's saying anyway. But I'm telling right. you, she can't sleep. She feels miserable. She's fatigued. She probably has nervous legs. She feels like throwing up. And all this is a thyroid problem. It affects – there's a parathyroid and another – uh, somebody on the on the chat room saying, "Check your you know TSH four." Electrolytes as well, and it might be exactly. just a matter of getting in there and and, uh, and drinking like some Pedialyte to balance it out. Yeah, because magnesium can awful do crazy things for you. Exactly because what it does is it sucks the calcium out of your bones, so your bones are going to hate hurt. You yep. have to take extra magnesium. You know, and uh, it's uh, it's a terrible problem. I've had it for over so many years that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I kept saying there was something wrong, and I did find out, yes, there is something wrong. So let's let's switch it up. What's your contact information, Ms. Cece? Okay. My contact information is you can reach me through my email, C-E-C-E-S-D at AOL.com. You can reach through my webpage at Stevens. Dot com. You can reach me through my phone at 520-907-0102. If I don't get right to the phone, it's because I'm taking care of another client and it'll go to voicemail. Leave a leave a voice message and I will call you back. Yes. Um, and if we... anyone wants to come here, I live in East Hemet, and you can contact me about getting together and having a session with Bob if you want to. So that's all. Also that's possible. cool. And of I course love you. to get together with you and put something together and bring people together We're and let's do, do something. It. I know. Let's do it. And uh, we have to plan on after my surgery and recovery, and then uh, I'm up for another whole thing. So uh, I want to thank you so much for being on. You know, you, you've been an incredible guest, uh, uh, very interesting, and you've given us so so much great information. And I look forward to actually working with you in the future. And uh, God bless you so much, Cece, and you're doing good work. Keep up the good work. And uh, any any shout-outs to anybody? You want to say hi to somebody before we go? <laughs> Shout-out to everybody that I know. Thank you for signing on and listening and hearing out and supporting you and your radio show. And let's all go out there and put a collective powerful healing thought sending out to everyone and each person and be the ripple of change and start that ripple and it is a ripple of love and prayer and joyfulness to each and every person that you touch that's right amen to that i think it's wonderful so i want to thank you cc for being on with us tonight god bless you and uh you take care and prosperity and health to you always 
Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Okay. And that, thank you for having me on the show. Good night. All right. You too. Thank, good night. Mm-hmm. So, everybody, I want to thank you so much, all the people that were with your very many uh, interesting questions and your comments and questions in chat. I want to thank you so much for everybody that stopped by tonight to say hi and all the friends and everything else. And uh, God bless you all. And uh, we'll be back next week with another fascinating show. And uh, everybody take care and have a good night. Happy Fourth of July. If you have if you live in a you know a neighborhood where they're shooting off live rounds, just stay in the house. And if not, go have a barbecue. <laughs> so uh anyway, God bless you all. Take care. Happy Fourth of July. See you next week. Love you. Bye bye.